Joining us with Plugged In with YP, this is a versus battle between entrepreneurs and nine to fivers. Um, you did definitely some of our um, panelists today are both. I'm both as well. But we definitely wanted to play off that since versus has been so popular during the um, quarantine, pandemic, pandemic, whatever you call it. Super excited. I definitely want to start with everybody just giving an introduction of themselves. As anyone that may be listening to a previous podcast, I'm Celine Craig and I'm a public health professional and I definitely stand on both sides of the coin. But in this world today, I will be, uh, I'll stand on the side as, as a nine to fiver um, as I just got a new position and I just let them know that was my new news. So I stand on nine to five today. I'm, I'm, I'm sure nine to five today. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much um, for joining us, all of you all. It, we have five wonderful individuals here today and I would love for them to really briefly just share um, where they stand on what side of the coin today, if it's both or one or the other, that, and as well as their profession and just a little short a little short bit about what they do. So we'll start off with ladies first. Miss Ashley, go ahead and bring us on in. Thank you for um, coming today. Thank you so much. And in terms of myself, uh, I'll start with the thing that pays me the highest. Uh, I am... I am the manager of learner experience for a marketing technology company. And in that role, I serve as a program manager leading a team of instructional designers and content producers to create learning experiences that teach and educate our customers and partners on how to use our products. In addition to that, I'm also a creative writer. I am a certified yoga instructor and I am a caterer. All right, Miss Kayla. Hey, hey, hey. So my name is Kayla Epps. I am on the entrepreneur side of the coin. I can speak to both, though, as I was working corporate last year at a Fortune 500 company. Um, so I am the founder and career coach at the Recruit Refinery LLC, where I empower Black millennial women to build the professional skills needed to secure the job. Um, I've been doing that for quite a while. I'm certified as a professional coach, and I also have another business that I'm getting up and running as a certified pole dance instructor. So for my ladies only out there who want to get in shape or get tap into that inner baddie, uh, you can hit me up for that as well. <laughs> I love to hear that. Definitely um, wonderful that you even are starting new business, even though you left corporate only of last year. So awesome. I love to hear it. Thank you so much, ladies. Any of the gentlemen, feel free to jump on and introduce yourselves. Well, sure thing. Um, I'll actually follow up with Kayla. So I was actually working in corporate America up until uh, April of last year. And so now I'm a full time entrepreneur as well. So my business partner here, John Clark. Um, and we launched uh, JJRA Group, which is a socially responsible real estate network. And we strive to provide clean and affordable housing for marginalized communities. Uh, really here in the city of Atlanta, of course, we want to expand that. Um, we're doing everything to combat uh, gentrification. So we're trying to find ways to increase affordable housing in the city. Um, so we have that. And we also have a, a residential and commercial cleaning service that's uh, also been taken off. So my background is in engineering and I have an MBA as well. So being able to kind of use all those problem solving skills to a life as an entrepreneur has definitely been helpful. And John here. Yeah, I'm John here. I'm the other half of JJRE group. And Josh already gave you all our background in different businesses, all our hand in different pots and everything. Business has been 
doing very well during the pandemic. I feel like this has been a great opportunity for a lot of people to start a business or expand their current businesses. Um, I have a background in accounting. I do all the accounting for both of the businesses. I also work a nine to five. Um, I am a senior product analyst. So busy is an understatement, but it's definitely been an exciting time. It's so great to have a partner, especially when y'all are fresh to being entrepreneurs, but we'll get into that. But thank you so much, gentlemen. Mr. Jamal, last but certainly not least. Yes, yes. So thank you for having me. My name is Jamal Lewis. Um, I will be on both sides, just based on the nature of uh, my, I think my, my nine to five job, as well as like my entrepreneurial background, I think it will make sense. Uh, my, my title is Economic Opportunity Manager. I work for a statewide public-private partnership um, called the Partnership for Inclusive Innovation. And what we do is we look to facilitate access and opportunity statewide um, to improve socioeconomic equity throughout the state. And we just really believe that that's, um, the best way to accomplish that is through innovation, technology, and entrepreneurship. And then... No, I was going to say, and then on the business side, um, I'm a, a landlord, so own property, um, and that's like the entrepreneurial side. So really just, I'm new, well, I won't say new, but I'm, I'm about almost two years into that. And so just really learning the how to balance that and, and understanding the importance of, you know, purchasing and having, you know, really quality properties and how um, how beneficial that can be as far as managing those those assets. Awesome. So you're a landlord. So that with the memorandum, um, memorandum uh, that was that was just lifted, I think you're you're pretty busy right now. I would assume with trying to figure all that out um, with everybody with their renting status. But thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna give y'all a couple of quick um, data points, really quick, just so we can set the stage. Um, and definitely, I know heard some of you all that were became entrepreneurs last year. And so, of course, like I said, um, not sure if that's due to COVID, due to passion, or it was just the right time because you were sitting at home on your nine to five. Um, <laughs> you wanted to start some new ideas or really just make that um, dive. But COVID nineteen really has affected entrepreneurship, and I will say that there has been about um, a twenty two percent decrease. That's about three point three million um, of active business owners between February twenty twenty and April. 2020 and African-Americans specifically um, were hit extremely hard with a 41% decrease in business activity. And they have African-Americans have still been experiencing business loss as small business owners um, through May and June of 2020, um, about 19, 26 to 19%. So um, definitely some um, data points to throw out there. This is definitely not for the lighthearted to be an entrepreneur, but it's not for the lighthearted either. I know it was a lot of mental health um, challenges that certain people that were on their nine to fives were facing as well. So um, definitely wanted to put those points in there and I will share a couple more. Uh, but I definitely want to know how you all said a mouthful. I, I used to be a teacher and I always tell somebody, break it down to a fifth grade level. Y'all are talking about social innovation and social responsibility for equitable housing and all kind of stuff. Cool stuff. But except for the poll, that probably be explainable. But um, definitely want to <laughs> definitely want to break some of these down a little bit more um, for our listeners to really show how did you get on that path? Because. That's definitely a jump, especially um, recently for some of you all, of how you kind of got where you were. Um, these aren't, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor. You know, they're not straight paths. Um, so definitely want to hear 
how that came to be and if how really to focus on how you made that jump as well if you uh or if you how you've been managing both um with being on the path that uh some of you all are taking on on a dual path like myself so i would love to hear that it doesn't matter we won't do ladies first again but whoever wants to share if they had an interesting past or path or something that stood out of how it made a pivot or you know you rebound I, we would love to hear um how that path came to be where it is today Okay, I was going to just say for me getting into code, I've been in, I graduated college back in 2007. Um, 2007, graduated college, 2008, the big housing market crash and economic crash, right? So I was actually laid off during that time and um, was laid off for like nine months, standing in those long lines, trying to get work and couldn't find work, ended up landing a job being a beer manager at the Atlanta Braves. And I was like, I never want to be in this situation again where I'm just relying on a company to pay me in order for me to have income coming in. So from there, I got in, I started getting into real estate. I teamed up with a, um, a, a coworker at the time that had already started buying some of the houses that were really cheap during that time. Um, and she actually put in, it really was ironic how it happened. She actually put in too many bids on a house, on, on too many houses at one time. All of them got accepted. And she was like, hey, I got a house that's $20,000 that I'm, that I'm about that, you know, I can't get before I give it back. Do you want it? And I was like, yes, I, I would love to get it. So it's $20,000, a whole house. Great. So that's what got me into it. And from there, once I got into it, I started noticing some of the injustices that go on with people with real estate and housing um, and rental increases and, and, and bad landlords and things like that. So that kind of created that passion to want to start doing socially responsible real estate investing. And that's why I teamed up with Joshua, because after us having some friendships and some conversation for a couple of years, we realize we're on the same page with that. Awesome, but we appreciate you. Appreciate that because my rent went up $100. So I paying, I think $1,600 now to live in West Midtown for a two bedroom. So we appreciate it because people are not being responsible with these rent increases, okay? So the job payment, uh, that job salaries are not uh, <laughs> matching it. So we, we appreciate that. Uh, anybody else? Um, I know Jamal was about to speak. So Jamal, we would love to hear your path. That's, I love that path because definitely um, being stuck, if you feel that way, definitely. I love that. Uh, appreciate walking us through that because that was cool. That was cool. That was what I appreciate. You're probably giving her roses for life. <laughs> My path is a little similar. So I graduated college in 2008, um, undergrad. And so I came out in the height of, you know, what was the, the, the recession. And so, you know, I went directly into entrepreneurship. So I, I actually, my, my background is marketing and sport management. So I had like a, a sport management and marketing company where I worked with professional athletes doing a lot of brand management and understanding like the personal branding element. Um, and then through that, you know, just went through some trials and just, you know, being a first time entrepreneur, not really understanding how to scale and sustain business, um, transitioned um, out of that. And then during that time, I, I was introduced by a um, like MBA career coach into public administration, which is where I ended up getting my master's. And so I always thought I wanted to get an MBA. And as we started talking about what I was passionate about, I've always had a passion about real estate and, you know, affordable housing was something, and, you know, working with people, building communities, um, you know, understanding how those things came together. Uh, he said, hey, you know, you should look into the MBA program because I think it fits and is more alignment as far as like impact, social impact, what you want to do. Um, and so that led my path into economic development. So, you know, when I got my master's, got into economic development, 
started working at the state. So I've worked at the state level, local level, and now public-private partnership level. Um, and that has just really taught me how to understand community building, but as well as economics, like how what what makes communities and in, in certain areas and land attractive. And I've just continued to really follow real estate in Atlanta, as well as statewide and understanding like what's happening. A lot of these challenges we uh, are experiencing here are, you know, amplified in the very rural, remote parts of Georgia. Um, so that's really like why I love what I do now as far as the uh, nine to five side is that I get to work with the suburban, the rural and urban areas. And it's been, you know, it's really been a, a really great experience for me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Just an interesting path. Um, Kayla or Ashley, but both, you don't, don't have to, I just wanted to bring a female to path. I would love to hear from one of you We can move forward after that. So definitely a non-traditional route getting into it. So after I graduated from Selman, um, you know, you know, um, ended up, so I was going to school to become a pediatric cardiovascular surgeon, but a lot was going on with that. So took a gap year, moved to Chicago, girl, <laughs> and started working for different nonprofits. So the first one I was teaching algebra to high school seniors on the South side, um, realizing I didn't need to go into the medicine to have a direct impact on somebody's life. And then, hey, hey, okay, HBCUs. Um, and then from there, hit a glass ceiling, went to a different nonprofit where we were developing business etiquette and professional development skills and interns and putting them into paid internships for Fortune 500 companies. And so that's where my drive for development came from, um, development of others personally and professionally, and then also for myself, because every point in my career where I pivoted, I wasn't getting developed how I needed to be. And I expressed that with my managers and you'd be surprised. A lot of them were like, I don't know how to develop you or we're not getting the training to be able to manage you that way. So I left that job, went to business school, got my MBA in general management, um, but was very much interested in human capital. So went into human resources as a business partner at that company I left last year, um, moved to Georgia, was working in their plant. And uh, it just, I've always wanted to have my own business and I thought it was going to be consulting. And then a lot of people told me I should do career coaching, looked a little bit into that, had some mentors. And then with everything that was going on during COVID, working at HR was just completely crazy. Um, and medical workers obviously had it the worst, but being the people doing all the contact tracing, calling folks, people blowing your phone up at 4 a.m., 8 p.m. I just was getting sick from the stress. Like literally the stress was making me physically sick and some loved ones around me were like, just quit, just quit your job, go all in with your coaching. Um, so I had to step out on faith and was not where I wanted to be financially doing all that stuff, but literally trusted in God, um, the development things I had. Like I said, I got my certification to coach at that point. And so, I've been all in ever since. As a nine to fiver on the conversation, my path through my career has actually been a little untraditional as well. Um, my mother is a senior instructional systems designer, and I worked for her from the time I was about 15 years old until I graduated with a degree in political science. So my initial tra career trajectory was to go into politics. And around 2010, 
was the passage of the Honest Leadership Open Government Act, like somewhere in that time. And so I decided that I would teach lobbyists how to lobby. And yeah, right. Uh, every girl's dream. And so from there, you know, I explained to my mother that that's what I wanted to do, not really having a sense of what she did professionally. And she encouraged me to get a certificate in instructional systems design, which is basically the study of applying adult learning methodology to teaching people how to do stuff. And from the moment I sat in my first master's course, I knew that this was where my life was supposed to go and that this was the thing I was put on this earth to do. And so it's crazy because essentially since 2011 until now, I have been able to propel my career forward into the point where I'm now, not only am I developing curriculum, but I'm also managing people and mentoring and coaching people into how to break into this industry. Because once you're in the industry, it's very lucrative. But for a lot of people, it's difficult understanding what we do as instructional designers and how you can be successful at it. Yeah, you stepped out on faith huge big time. Yes, awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Because I would, I was like, oh man, they're making these, uh, they're making the other side look so good right now. But yes, I love that. I love to hear that as well. Because being a nine to five, there's definitely pros to it. Um, not just I want some financial freedom. I want to be my own boss. I want a flexible work schedule. You know, I, those are the things I always hear when people say they want to uh, be an entrepreneur. Yes, yes. So I see, see, she she getting a little competitive with these verses now. No, just way. <laughs> but uh, so I so. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that because I I totally stand you. Ever since I was a little girl, and before I went even went to film it, I know. I know I wanted to be, well, not health, but health, medical, somewhere in that aspect. So still going on to, you know, further and, you know, to hear that, unfortunately, Kayla had a different experience. I hate to have heard that, but it puts you in a different fire to see that you weren't getting developed in ways. And so it does, it does show both sides, but I want to move into that because definitely there are some pros and cons, but we're going to start with the cons because definitely there are clearly pros to both. But we definitely want to hear the downside from each of you all. So it, you know, I know some of you all are representing different sides, but definitely to hear some of, and I won't even say the downsides or the cons. I always call them areas for opportunity and growth. Um, so <laughs> we can definitely start with some of those areas when it comes to you all stepping out on faith and might not knowing where faith gonna lead you, what faith, what stone faith is gonna turn over. You like, I don't even know what it looked like, okay? Um but I definitely know there are cons to even just, just as a nine to five as Kayla said. And there's different appetites for people to um, definitely go out for. So I could see why someone wants to be an um, entrepreneur as well as a nine to five at the same time like myself. I like crab legs, but I also like sushi. Those are two different restaurants. But you got two appetites I got to feed because I got to have 
I got terrible. So, uh, but yeah, I so I definitely understand as she is being both as well. So, yes, I would love to hear from anybody that wants to share some of the areas for growth that they could see. Uh, we're going to, in parentheses, call it cons, but I don't like the word cons and pros. But um, yeah, some of those those areas that you have seen are not as beautiful as, oh, I wake up every day and I can eat breakfast at 10 and then I go work out and then maybe I'll do some work with a client. You know, I always hear those sides of me and I'm trying to know why I'm stuck in traffic at seven. Um, so, yeah, anybody feel free to share. Um, I'll jump in. So representing, you know, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs full time. Um, I think the biggest thing is it's a it's a complete lifestyle change. Right. Uh, where you're where you're used to working a nine to five or something like that, having that set time when you're working for yourself, you're always on. Right. It's, so it's really just it's you can pull these long hours and not even realize it because you're just so ingrained in it it's like you, you know something you're passionate about it doesn't really seem like you're working and you look at the time it's like wow so being able to really kind of bring forth that structure um I, I think that's one of the things you know even when i was working for my nine to five i was i always worked out of a home office so the idea of working from home even during the pandemic it was like i've been doing this so i can even double down now that i have my own uh business to look after for so um, that was probably one thing, just kind of that lifestyle, like, okay, you have to wake up at a certain time because you know you have to do X, Y, Z. And I'm really big on making lists, like, hey, I want to and be able to check out, check off at the end of that. He laughs at me, but I'm like, yo, we need a list. Let's write it down so we can check it off, cross it out. It's like, that's an accomplishment, right? <laughs> so that's definitely one of those things. Having that form of structure is, is so much different when you're always on for yourself. Yeah, I can a thousand percent agree with Josh that structure is key. And then also holding yourself accountable because, again, at a nine to five, you have a manager or somebody over you that's kind of, you know, keeping you to deadlines and things that you have to do. And as your own boss, you're running everything that's going on. So if your business is stagnant, it's because of you. You know, if your business is thriving, it's because of you. So it's like... Uh, having to have that mindset shift, you know, and surrounding yourself and looking after people or things who were on that path that you're trying to get to. Cause a lot of people don't understand. Like when I left my job last year, the middle of a pandemic making almost six figures, you know what I mean? I had a good job. I wasn't one of the people laid off. I was fine. And I'm quitting to start my own coaching business. And it's just like, pe people don't understand that. So you have to surround yourself with like-minded people and, you know, read books like Think, Think and Grow Rich or, you know, watch the interviews of people who are on that, have, that have that same mindset to keep you in the game and keep you from getting discouraged because you can get in a rut quick and you can stay there if you let yourself. I'll, I'll jump in. I want to, you know, jump back to something um, that was said earlier as far as, you know, the the freedom that being an entrepreneur provides. Right. So I, I, I caution everyone to also be careful about getting nine to five jobs that also provide that same type of freedom because you run the risk of doing the same things that were discussed. There are no boundaries. You start working beyond your time because no one's telling you where to go, what to do. Um, and that was like a transition because like the, the last few opportunities I've had as far as nine to five have been like that. And so I started 
I had to do an uh, an environmental scan about like my my businesses and what I was doing and saying, hey, you know, I kept saying like I didn't have enough time to, you know, get more properties. I don't have time to drive around and look for stuff. And I realized like I was dedicating so much time because I had so much freedom in the nine to five. I'm like, man, I'm just, you know, I'm not utilizing my time properly. So that would be the one thing I would I would caution everyone, you know, to to pay attention to. Um, one opportunity or one one pro that I, or two pros that I like to talk about from the nine to five side is that I always like to align the type of jobs I take with my entrepreneurial um, you know interests. So I try to use the job as an opportunity to make mistakes, to learn, to grow, and then be able to transfer that over to you know as soon as I log off at five, right? I can transfer that immediately over. So getting those transferable skills, so you know, use that opportunity. Um, and then another thing is like the network, you know, you meet in my industry and in economic development, you meet people so quickly, you know, you meet people from all spectrums from commercial real estate to, like I said, federal, local state government. And so you become connected really quickly. So again, that network transitions over to the entrepreneurial side. And what you find is a lot of people are, you know, the hybrid nine to five uh, entrepreneur. And so, you, you know, it's a good opportunity to connect and build and grow with people. Um, I would say a, a con of working a traditional nine to five is mostly just that, like, you're watching someone else become rich like that. That seems to be the biggest um, uh you know, promotion or, or the biggest incentive to becoming your own boss is that you're watching someone else actualize their vision, um, and, you know, grow in their wealth management. I do know for different industries, it's a little different. So that, that definitely I can relate to anyone else want to share a couple or one, you know, thing, you know, I want to harp on too many bad sides. (laughs) Well, I would say that on the opposite end of the spectrum, one of the things that makes going into the corporate world, the nine to five community effective is you have an ability to chart your own path. If you're smart about it, Um, you have to be very intentional about the companies that you allow to hire you and really having a firm set of your non-negotiables in terms of the culture that you want to work for, um, the pay that you're willing to accept and the benefits that you're looking for. And not just, you know, they have dental or health insurance, but how are they paying their employees during family leave? Uh, What types of professional development resources are they providing? What is their stance on diversity, equity, and inclusion? You know, so if you are looking at organizations that align with your personal values and beliefs from that standpoint, you do have the opportunity to essentially chart your own path professionally. And you do have the ability to create some kind of agency. What I love about um, this new transition for employees working from home is that we're really starting to see a clear line between supply and demand and the supply being from the workforce and demand really coming from organizations that need qualified employees. And they're willing to make those kinds of concessions like working from home 100% remotely or, you know, 
having 100% PTO and flex time, those are things that you can really advocate for for yourself if you're willing to. Hey man, I appreciate that part when you said if your business is flopping or selling, it's because of you. I appreciate you saying that. I'm in an entrepreneurial uh, operation, hope tra- entrepreneurial training program. And I hear a lot of people say why their business isn't doing this or that. Well, the market or, or the, the customer, but it, it is it is up to you as an entrepreneur. So I really appreciate it. you could have said that for the people way in the back because people like to understand why my business is not doing right. I put out one ad last year. I don't understand. Ridiculous. I appreciate it. Yes. But I do want y'all to pull out your brag sheets really quick. That's a tool I learned when trying to obtain my that I'm just about to start is a brag sheet, something we do in the nine to five world. We have to keep a running documentation about the brags that we are able to pull out during our um, merit increases, during our end of the year reviews. And so what we call brag sheets are those, those times where you can shine like blood well, did this, you have your quantifiable numbers on there. So I want everyone to just pull out their brag sheet and just share something about um, a pro that they just love, like the best part that you would want to tell a listener today about why they just love really what they do that much. And if you, I would, I would say starting out, the biggest thing is freedom, like the freedom to create your own, the freedom to have power and say so over what time you work and, and what type of work you're doing and how you go out and what, and who you want to connect with and things like that. Just the overall freedom of being an entrepreneur, as opposed to working at a job and someone, oh, your manager saying you need to work on this this week or, or this is, you know, change your assignment from this to this, regardless of how you feel about what you're working on. They just tell you what to work on and you have to do it um, or telling you where you need to travel to every week and this, that, and other like, so there are a lot of things with freedom, that you get as an entrepreneur is it does come at a cost of, you know, that, that same freedom, like Josh was saying earlier, if you don't hustle, you don't eat, but you have that freedom. If you have the discipline to really make something and do something that you're actually passionate about. So freedom for me is the top, top. I'll I'll jump in. I want to, you know, jump back to something um, that was said earlier, as far as, you know, the, the freedom that being an entrepreneur provides, right? So I, I, I caution everyone to also be careful about getting nine to five jobs that also provide that same type of freedom because you run the risk of doing the same things that were discussed. There are no boundaries. You start working beyond your time because no one's telling you where to go, what to do. Um, and that was like a transition because like the, the last few opportunities I've had as far as nine to five have been like that. And so I started I had to do an uh, environmental scan about like my my businesses and what I was doing and saying, hey, you know, I kept saying, like, I didn't have enough time to, you know, get more properties. I don't have time to drive around and look for stuff. And I realized like I was dedicating so much time because I had so much freedom in the nine to five. I'm like, man, I'm just, you know, I'm not utilizing my time properly. So that would be the one thing I would I would caution everyone, you know, to to pay attention to um, one opportunity or one one pro that I, or two pros that I like to talk about from the nine to five side is that I always like to align the type of jobs I take with my entrepreneurial, um, you know, interests. So I try to use the job as an opportunity to make mistakes, to learn, to grow, and then be able to transfer that over to, you know, as soon as I log off at five, right, I can transfer that immediately over. So getting those transferable skills. So, you know, use that opportunity. Um, And then another thing is like the network, 
you know, you meet in my industry in economic development, you meet people so quickly. You know, you meet people from all spectrums, from commercial real estate to, like I said, federal, local, state government. And so you become connected really quickly. So, again, that network transitions over to the entrepreneurial side. And what you find is a lot of people are, you know, the hybrid nine to five uh, entrepreneur. And so, you, you know, it's a good opportunity to connect and build and grow with people. Yeah, I can go right quick. Um, for the entre- entrepreneur side, a uh, bragging great thing about it is just that you get to directly impact people the way you want to impact and influence them um, and change their lives in a way that feeds your soul and is also feeding someone else's. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not just going after somebody else's mission and vision, but your own and your, you know, changing lives through that aspect. Because for me, you know, being a career coach, I'm focusing more on like the recruiting aspect as you're transitioning, you know, trying to get a promotion or leave your job or re-enter the workforce, whatever. My last client, she was trying to dissolve a business to go back into the workforce. And then we started working together and she ended up creating a whole new business. And now she's getting speaking engagements, you know, with women empowerment groups and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, I helped her do that. Like, that's awesome. So just being able to have that as a bragging, you know, uh, that positivity, that pro, that's just like, wow, I'm really changing lives out here. And it's, it's great. And it's impacting the world in a better way. I shed a virtual tear on that one. That was wonderful. That was so inspiring, Kayla. <laughs> that was wonderful. I love that. Uh, no, but definitely move on, but um, I definitely love that, Kayla. That was definitely, and I, I kind of like to take jobs where the mission does really support my soul and passions as well. So from both sides of the point, we'll be doing that uh, for our listeners just to, you know, know. Um, I will say I would love to hear from anyone, well, not love to hear, but I would, we would want to hear from someone who um, has been affected by COVID-19. But I would love for just one person to share if they had something unique experience that they shot something um, that has impacted their nine to five or entrepreneurship. I'll jump in. So two parts. Um, I was laid off as a result of the pandemic. We went from, we're not going to lay off anybody to, okay, we're just going to take Fridays off to, hey, yeah, we, we got to let you go. I said, okay, cool. So I was like, literally that first day, as soon as I was laid off, I started studying for my real estate exam. So I have my real estate license now. So it was just like, that kind of propelled me into like, thank you, to like moving forward, right? Because so like, it would have been a value add to the business. And so we can offer, we can save money, you know, save money on in-house deals. Uh, we can offer additional services to our clients and investors. And so that was one way. And then the second way, um, with the cleaning business, for example, um, people are more conscious of having clean homes. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you're more thinking about it now. So it was just like the timing of everything was just so, I believe in divine timing. So the timing of everything was just so on point. And it was just like, okay, universe, got it. Like, let's go. I do have one last question for you all. I definitely want to um, share. My name used to be Snooky or Cece before Snooky from Jersey Shore. That used to be my name as a little child. And I never really thought about entrepreneurship. I always thought about just going to school. Um, but I wanted, before all this got started as a nine to fiver or as an entrepreneur, 
What would you tell that person? Um, and even for our listeners, that main takeaway was you want somebody to care about why you go so hard or why you're you're trying to lead in these boardrooms or why you're trying to make social change on the economic level. We want to hear that, um, you know, that piece of advice, a tip, a trick. Jamal had a real good one. Um, so just those things that you would tell uh, the pre uh, nine to five or entrepreneur in you, because I know I would tell Miss Nikki some things. I can um, I can say something. My a lot of things I do around are not faking the funk. And it sounds so cliche, but being true to who you are, a lot of people lose that going through life, especially as we're starting to get nine to fives and, you know, even going to business school or, you know, college, all these things that you are fed these stories that you have to fit into this cookie cutter box to make it. And that is the furthest thing from the truth because it's the people who stepped outside the box who are the ones who are really, you know, changing the game. So if you got something that's quirky about you that people might think you're weird about, or you got all these ideas that other people just don't understand, like go with that, live in that, be in that, that is your truth, you know? And if you have a passion around it, utilize it because that is a strength that you have that can set you apart from other people and folks will try to beat you down and beat that out of you but hold on to it because that's a piece of who you are that's that grit that's what's going to keep you going you know so just stay true to who you are if it doesn't feel right you know follow your gut if you need to stand up and speak for something that other people are being quiet about because they're too afraid speak up because i've had plenty of opportunities where i needed to speak up about stuff for things to change in a company or within the setting I was in. And if I didn't say nothing, it would have started affecting other people. So, you know, be true to yourself, you know, stand for what's right. And just, you know, don't, don't feel like you have to conform to fit in, like choose what's good for you. I would say feel the fear and do it anyway. Uh, I've had tremendous imposter syndrome keeping me from asking certain questions uh, in certain opportunities, but I'm still proud of where I've gone. But I, once I get there, I look around and I realize that everyone in the room is making it up as they go along. You know, to be able to tell my younger self that like you actually are extremely bright and you know, you're, you're exactly where you need to be, which is at the head of the room. Now, I was going to say, I actually took mine. I was definitely going to touch on imposter syndrome because I think that's something that's big in our community. Um, but I will say the other thing I would talk about is, I, like right now, I, I like to call myself an ownership advocate. So I, I really advocate for people owning things. You don't have to own your primary residence if you decide renting is better for you, but you should own a property. So I would tell myself, and I kick myself in the butt all the time as I ride through Atlanta, different neighborhoods, and I look at opportunities that I passed up on in my early 20s because I didn't know any better, right? So I would say own something, buy something early, um, get started. I've seen like people I went to high school with or people I went to college with who, you know, parents or, you know, they might have just been, you know, wise enough to buy themselves something in college, right? And now here we are in our mid-30s and it's almost paid off and, you know, it's always been paying for itself. And so I think those opportunities of having equity and building wealth and doing it early and giving your children something, you know, if you, if you decide to have kids, like those things are, are opportunities. If we start earlier, we can start getting ahead of the curve. I encourage anyone in high school or in college, if you have an entrepreneurial spirit, go ahead and start while you're broke. 
Start your business while you're broke. That is the best time, the best, like the best time in life to do it because you haven't graduated and started this corporate job or you want to start accumulating debt and houses and all of this type stuff so that, you know, when you're broke and you're starting a business, you have more freedom and flexibility because you have not set these parameters around your life about what it requires for you to survive based off of this paycheck. So that is like the biggest tip that I can give anyone in college, high school. And even if you're after all of that post, you know, if you're already in a career, if you can just figure out a way to minimize and go after your dreams, go for it. I love that. I love you're more hungry when you broke anyway. You're way more hungry. So thank you so much, guys. It wasn't a winner, nine to five versus entrepreneurs. There is no winner because I heard great things from both sides. I'm Celine Craig. And always, we miss our other co-host, Monique, but she will be back for Plugged In with YP. So we appreciate you all. Have a great week, and you will be hearing from us sooner than later. We're always here for a good time and not a long time. So you all take care as nine to fivers and entrepreneurs. Run to yours, feed it. And definitely, um, whatever success you have, surmount it to yourself, whether it's a nine to five or entrepreneur. So thank you guys so much. Thank you for being here today and sharing all that great jewel dropping experience and moments y'all had today.